today message is fasting is hungering for God. What is fasting? It's hungering for God. Why I'm preaching and teaching about fasting? <laughs> because this church has one direction from God. From God. To fast every beginning of the year for 21 days that we receive from God. And then we are, as Esther said, she received a message from God in order to fast. And she said, all of you fast because the Lord will do many miracles. And the people obeyed. And what happened? The Jewish people were delivered. And then this is one guidance that God gave us to do every year. And those who have been faithful, they are going to be so blessed. And today I'm going to share the third and the last message on fasting. As we head into the last week of our fasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are, are fasting? How many of you are fasting? Glory to God for your life. Glory to God for your life. And I have to say congratulations. You are listening God's voice. God's calling. Congratulations to all who accepted this invitation from God and are fasting. God will reward you. Amen? God will reward you. He he's going to open doors. And many of you will give a testimony of miracles. And the greatest miracle, the greatest miracle that are going to happen is not just your healing, not your job. No, but is the transformation of your soul. Because if you really fast, your soul is going to be transformed. And also your spiritual life is going to be transformed. And I'm going to speak a lot today about your soul. Because when you fast, wow, your soul is transformed. What is fasting about? What is fasting about? Fasting is a longing for Jesus' presence. When you are fasting, do you know what you are, you are saying to God? More of you, less of me. More of you, less of me. Fasting is hungering for God. When you fast, you help create a deeper hunger for God. Every time you fast, you are going to create one deep hungry. Because you are saying, food you can wait. You say, God, you are first. And what are going to happen? Then your heart are going to be transformed. And you are going to see that oh, some hunger from God start brought up in your life. 
How, how many of you would like to have this hunger for God? Amen. This is what is fasting. Fasting is hungering for God. Last week we learned in the book of Mark, chapter 9, 29, where Jesus says, there are some circumstances in your life which cannot be changed except by fasting and praying. Jesus said, pay attention. This is what Jesus told to his disciples. There are some situations in your life which will not change. You're going to keep your problem, your pain, your, your circumstance in your life unless you have a life of fasting and prayer. There are certain circumstances which we all face. Don't think just you. Sometimes I face circumstances that looks impossible. Sometimes I face circumstances. Then I said, Lord, how, how is it going to be? It's impossible. But there are certain situations in our lives. And there are situations in your family. Situation in your health. Your finances. Our marriage. Maybe in your marriage. Your spiritual life. That according to the Bible. Are being held. By evil spirits. Okay? Circumstances that has been held by evil spirits, which will only lose and release their grip from you and from the people that you love by fasting and praying. What Jesus said is just prayer sometimes doesn't work. Just prayer in some circumstances. When nothing else works, Jesus said fasting and prayer is the only solution. Can you say that to the person next to you? <laughs> Beloved brothers, we need not only to fast in the beginning of the year, but we need to build up the habit of fasting, okay? We need to build up a habit of fasting and pray in our Christian life. Of course, we are in our annual fast that God gave a direction to fast every beginning of the year. It is a calling for the whole church. But also, pay attention, also, we have a day of fasting and prayer once a month. Did you know that? Did you know that? We have a day of fasting and prayer every month. If you, if you don't remember, every month what we have? 12 hours of prayer. We are here, of course. Some people never came here, but I challenge you, please, this year, put in your agenda. I'm going to set a time. 
I'm going to at least to pray for one hour with my brothers and sisters in the 12 hours of prayer. I challenge you. This is a sacrifice that you are doing. And when God sees you that you are thirsty for him, what God will do for you? He will open the door. And not only prayer, but what we are doing every first Saturday of the month? Fasting and prayer. Amen? And I challenge you, please, have this time uh, every month fasting. And not every month. But I want to challenge all of you. Would you like to receive one challenge from God that will transform your life? If you want to receive this challenge, raise up your hands. I want you to see your hands up. I, I'm going to give you one challenge. Not only fast once a year. Not only fast once a month. But fast every week. Take one day of your week and fast. You are going to see. Your life will be transformed. I know what I'm speaking about. Because I was a young man full of addiction with my life totally destroyed and I started fasting. And what happened? The addictions were broken. And the presence of Jesus came upon me and I started feeling hunger for God. Do you accept this challenge? If you develop a life of fasting, do you know what uh, are going to happen with you? If you fast every week, if you fast every month, in the 12 hours, if you fast in the 21 days, in the beginning of the year, you are going to, to have a healthier life. Amen. I promise you. You are going to have a healthier life. <laughs> you will lose weight. <laughs> I'm sure. You will lose weight. Yeah. You will be cured or healed from physical diseases, physical illnesses. And your spiritual life will grow. And you will be a problem for the devil. <laughs> Some people, they don't bother the devil. But when you are full of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Jesus, filled of the Holy Spirit, after he fasted 40 days, and he came, the Bible says, in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says. Why? Because he was there with the Father, fasting and praying. How many of you would you like to be like Jesus? This is my desire. I want to be like Jesus. I want to live as Jesus lived. I want to act as Jesus act. I want to love as Jesus loved. I want to serve God as Jesus here on earth served. Do you have this desire in your heart? Many of us 
for many of you and for many of us, fasting is like a bad word. When you listen, let's fast. <gasps> it's a bad word. It brings chills inside of our bones. <sighs> it might feel like self-afflicted or tortured. When actually fasting should be natural practice. Like praying. Giving, uh, giving your tithes and offerings, or reading the Bible. Do you feel oppressed when you're going to get your Bible? Do you feel oppressed when you are going to, to pray? And when you listen, let's fasting, how do you feel? Oppressed? <laughs> no, should be something natural. Wow, I'm going to please my father. I'm going to destroy my old self, my old man and woman, and I'm going to be like Jesus. Wow. Why should you fast food? Why should you fast food? Do you have idea? I said fast food, not to eat fast food, okay? Because the people, when they listen to me, fast food, <laughs> that, uh, that fried chicken, that, uh, then start. When I say fast food, they say, don't eat. <laughs> Why should you fast food? <laughs> fast, not to eat. Why should you fast food? I have a question. Is it food so bad? Why? God said for you to fast. I'm going to go now to a great point and maybe it's a revelation for you. Food was created by God, amen? Yeah. Food is good and, bla and a blessing, isn't it? Do you love food? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Do you love food? Yeah. Do you love God? Yeah. Uh, Glad you got <laughs> a little bit more food today, remember? It's okay. We are fixing that with this teaching. Food is good. It's not bad. Food is for strength. Food is for satisfaction. Food is a positive thing. Food gives us pleasure, isn't it? When we are eating good food, do you feel we feel some pleasure? It's a good thing. Food is a gift from God. Amen? Whoever, now it's the point. Whoever, I do believe that as Christian, Christians, we must understand that there are people in this book. There are people in the Bible who lost their blessings because of food. People in the Bible, they lost their blessing because of what? Because of food. I give you some example from the Bible that show what I'm teaching you. That hunger for food 
maybe can destroy your life. Food temptation was the first ever temptation. I'm going to, to read again. Food temptation was the first ever temptation. The first sin on earth was caused by? Hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Have you thought about that? Food was the cause of the first sin on earth. Have you thought? Pride was the first sin in heaven. Food was the, uh, was the cause of the first sin on earth. Eve was tempted and she ate the fruit that was forbidden by God. In which she was tempted, she ate, and then she brought it to her husband. Adam, say, Adam, try. <gasps> Delicious. Delicious. And then Adam, mm, yes. Or Adam and Eve, pay attention. Adam and Eve. They lost all they had because of food. Do you agree with? Yeah? They lost all they had because of food. But they ate it anyway. In, our, in another words, God said, There is one fruit. One forbidden tree that you are going to fast. And what she did, they did, they ate. God said, don't eat. And they ate and they brought a lot of destruction. They didn't resist the temptation. Do you know you are going to be tempted to break your fast. Have you been tempted? Yeah, sometimes. But I ask you, you are, you are going to be tempted, but don't give up, please. You'll be tempted to break in these 21 days until the end of the next year, week. And but I want to challenge you to increase the period of fasting in this week. Amen. I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna keep until the end. There is another example in Genesis 25 about Esau and Jacob. There is this example about then. I think you know the story. I, I have no time to read the whole text, but. Um, Esau came from a hunting trip. And the Bible says when the, he came, he was so hungry that his, broad, his brother Jacob came out and said, I offer you a bowl of lentils if you give me your birthright. 
Let's read just James 25, 31, 32. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die. When we are starving, we always say that. <laughs> oh, I'm starving. No, no one is starving. You don't know what is starving. <laughs> starving is really when you are not eating for a long, 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 long time. Because in this time, it's not starving. You are just fasting. But said, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Or in the moment of weakness, he did not think of God. Because he was so starving, he didn't think how important was his birthright. How the blessings that God has for him. How the promises that God has for him. And this is what happened with us. Sometimes we are in a moment of weaknesses. Then we don't pay attention uh, that we are missing and losing many things in our lives. When you say yes for the sin. When you say yes for pornography. When you say yes for your addictions. When you say yes for what is not from God. You are destroying your future. And this is what he did. He didn't give any value for spiritual things. The only thing, his belly. He was worried. This is why fasting is so important. Fasting transforms carnal people into spiritual people. What did they say? Fasting transforms carnal people into spiritual people. And God is saying to you, God is saying to you, there are places you will never reach until you hunger for God and fast. Because fasting is hungering for God. The Bible says that Esau lost his birthright because he fed his hunger with physical food instead of spiritual food from God. Also, when we study ob obesity and uh, our struggles with food, I know many people struggle with food, isn't it? They are fighting against the scales. And the people sometimes they go to the scale. Well, what's happening? <laughs> I'm not eating. <laughs> and people sometimes, oh, I'm getting weight because I'm. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. And when we stood obesity and, and our struggle with food, it's amazing to realize that it's go back. To the first sin ever committed. <coughs> Your struggle goes back to the sin of Adam and Eve. And this is why in Matthew chapter 4, you know Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 tells us that Jesus 
after a long period of fasting, he was tempted by the devil. At the end of the 40 days, Jesus was very hungry. Can you imagine how he was after 40 days? And the verse 3 says, How the devil came with the first temptation. He was tempted four times. But the first temptation, the devil was telling Jesus to turn stone to bread. And what Jesus said? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I am fasting, and man shall not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes from the heart of God. Amen? When you are fasting, you are going to be tempted, but you are going to say, stomach, you can wait. Food, you can eat. Because I have a purpose. <laughs> and what happened? Jesus know about temptation. Because he was tempted about food. And the news to you is, Jesus overcame the temptation. And this Jesus overcame the temptation of food. And God wants us to have self-control over food. Can you say amen? amen. I'm going to read again. God wants us to have what? Self-control over food consumption. And if you really fast, you develop good self-control over this kind of sin. Do you know? Sorry to say, many people don't like to hear that. But did you know that there is one thing in the Bible? That when you eat more than you need, did you know that? How many of you knew about that? What is this, what is this sin? Gluttony. Yes, gluttony. But many people, no, pastor, don't preach about that. Yes, I am here to preach. This is a sin. Sometimes I can see some people eating, and they say, I don't know why I have this body. I don't know. But when they, you see how much, like they have to have a lot of faith to remove that mountain. <laughs> yeah, because we need to have self-control. Amen, my brothers. Amen. Sorry, I'm not here to accuse you, to hurt you. No, but I'm here because this word is from the Lord. Many people are dying, not because of God's will. They are dying, but what they eat, what they drink, all, everything they eat, they're destroying their body. Do you believe that? What you eat is so important. I'm not here to preach about healthy life today, but I preach about fasting. But if you fast, you are going to have this control. Amen? Why? Because when you are fasting, you are saying, belly, stomach, okay, you can wait. Then when you have a lot of food, you are not going to eat everything. You are going to have the control. But just you need to fast. Even some people, when they see food, they cannot wait to eat. 
They have to run, to run, to go in front of everybody saying, no, no, I, I need to take all the food. <laughs> then we need to have this self-control. Jesus was tempted, tempted, and he didn't fall. Amen? And who, why he didn't fall? Why Jesus, Jesus didn't fall? Because he fasted. He fasted. He had the control. No, it's not time to eat. I'm not going to eat. Another question. When should we fast? When? Unfortunately, <laughs> some Christians only fast fast when they when faced with problems. I have seen many people <laughs> entering in period of long fasting, but just only when they have problems. And they say, oh, now I need to fast. Now I need to seek the Lord. Now I need to pray. Because I have one circumstance. Okay. But be smart. Fast before and you are going to avoid the problem. Amen? Amen. Jesus said his disciples could not drive out the demon. Right? Is what Jesus said. But Jesus went there and drove out the demons. Why? Because Jesus fasted first. Let me explain one thing to you. Jesus didn't use his power as God to drive out demons. Okay? Jesus didn't, didn't use his power as the son of God to heal people. Jesus healed people and delivered the people by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible says the same power that anointed Jesus and resurrected Jesus is the same power that lives in you. We have the same spirit. But what was the difference between Jesus and the disciples? Yeah. Jesus walked through the power of the Holy Spirit. And what, how we are walking... Through the power of the food. Yeah. Not through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says Jesus fasted. As soon as he fasted, he fasted, he was led in the power of the Holy Spirit. Where he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. We as Christians have to need to have a lifestyle. Of in all the areas of the Christian life. Do you have a lifestyle of tithing to give your tithes? Do you have a lifestyle? Do you have a lifestyle of praying? Do you have a lifestyle of reading your Bible? I believe that every Christian should fast as routine in your life. You don't tithe once a year, right? You don't pray once a year. Why are you going to fast once a year? <laughs> Jesus said, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. Matthew 6, the three basic things. And all these three we can do every week. As a normal thing in our life. I hope after this teaching, you are going to get out of this building and say, I'm going to fast from now on. 
Amen? I am here challenging you. I promise you, if you fast once a week, your life will be transformed, your body will be restored, and greater things God will do in your life. And your spiritual life are going to be transformed. When you develop a routine of fasting, you grow spiritually. And also, when you have uh, this routine of fasting, you are prepared for the battles. Some people, they say, oh, pastor, oh, pray for me, pray for me, or fast for me. But I say, I ask him, okay, but are you going to fast? No, you fast for me, pastor. <laughs> you pray for me. <laughs> say, no, I'm not going to do this for you. If you fast, I'm going to fast with you. <laughs> I'm not because sometimes, but if you do it frequently as routine, you are prepared for the battles. And when demons come, circumstances come, what, what are going to happen? You are prepared. Have you seen a soldier? Soldier prepare himself before the battle. And then he trains. He knows how to use his guns and all the, the armor. And when he goes to the battle, he doesn't need to learn. Because he prepared before. And God is calling you to a life of fasting. Amen? What fasting is? What fasting is? The title of the word? Hungering for God. When you are fasting, you are saying, I'm hungry for God. Beloved brothers, when you are fasting, you are saying, God, I need you. God, I am thirsty for you. God, I am hungry for you. This is what you are saying. When you are fasting, you are saying that you, are hung you have a hunger for his presence. And you are saying, you are more important than food. Let's read Psalm 63, verse 1. Let's read all together. You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Wow! This is a man according God's heart. How is your thirst and your hunger for God? Because fasting is hungry for God. Many people have been in church for years, but now they have no more hunger for God. I know people. In the past, they were in fire. They were thirsty, hunger for God, but not anymore. The only thing that will move you out of your comfort zone is your hunger for God. Amen? I hope you get out of this building with so great hunger for God. And, and this hung and hunger, pay attention, hunger will drive and push you to have a new life in God's presence. 
Because fasting is hungering for God. It is the hunger that you have for God that you move you towards the direction, purpose, and miracles that God has for you. There are things that God will do for his people only when they hunger for him. Only when they hunger for him. When you begin to hunger for God, suddenly you move out of your comfort zone. You're going to say, God, there are things that are more important than my own life, than even my family. Jesus said, if you love your wife, your husband, your children more than you love me, you are not worthy of me. Jesus said, if you love more your children, your father, your mother, you are not worthy of him. This is what Jesus said. When you begin to hunger for God, you know what happens? Suddenly, you move out of your comfort zone. You move out of your depression, your self-pit, or your carnality, and even your addiction. Hunger for God changes our attitude and opens our eyes to bigger things. Amen? When you are fasting, my beloved brother, your spiritual eyes are open. When you fast, you are going to read the Bible. <laughs> this book becomes another book. You're going to say, I think I never read this book. Wow! What I can see here. Why? Because you are fasting. Hunger can bless you or destroy you. Hunger can bless you or destroy you. For better or worse, hunger you always drive you to take desperate measures. And now I'm going to talk how the Bible presents fasting. Leviticus 23, 27, God presents fasting as the pain on the soul. Because in this verse, God said for the people to fast, and God said, afflict your souls. David also said in the Psalm 35, 13, says, David said, I humble my soul with fasting. <laughs> have you ever fasted for some period of days? If you ha have ever have fasted some days without food, you understand that fasting is one affliction to our soul. <laughs> it's one affliction. Because during fasting, you get moody. Have you noticed that? When you are fasting, you are not better when you are fasting. Because the transformation will come later. But when you are fasting, you, you get moody, you get cranky. Or during the fasting, you can even feel a little bit depressed because you are, like, you are hungry, and, but something is happening in your body, soul, and spirit. Amen? When you are fasting, it's not your body that feels afflicted, but you, 
you feel it most on your soul. You know the worldly people, people who don't know Christ, they live a fleshy life, a life in their soul. It means that their bodies rule their decision. This is so important, okay? Be connected because now I'm giving you what fasting really does. Because in many people, their bodies rule their decisions. And their flesh controls their decisions. And unfortunately, I am talking about people from the world. world. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people inside the churches that are soulish people. People that are not, they're so guide and give directions to their life. What does it mean to be a soulish person, pastor? What does it mean? A soulish person lives by his or her emotions. <laughs> soulish person is that person. One day, say, okay, I'm going. The another day, no, I stopped. I'm not going anymore. <laughs> I'm going to do. And another day, changing mind all the time. And the Bible says that we need to be persevere in everything we do. And that some people, they are so soulish people. Why they are soulish? Why? Because they are guided by their mind, their souls. Soulish person also is the one who is stubborn. Stubborn. Stubborn means their will is not broken. Their emotions are easily offended because their emotions are not submitted to God's to God. And their ideas are always confused. Even sorry, soulish people read the Bible and they understand other things. Why? Because they live by their soul and not by the spirit. And this is where I'm gonna go about fasting. What fasting do, what fasting does with your soul? Soulish person is someone who doesn't like to be guided or to receive orders. Because he walks by his own mind. He doesn't like to say, you have to do something, we are doing something. No, 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 I do the way I want. This is what? Soulish person. Or they are emotional and also they don't like to live in fellowship. They don't like to live in fellowship with other people. Do you know why you have a difficulty in relationship with people? I know. Because your flesh is too strong and alive. Yet, even you are serving God, you're born again, but you have to break the power of your soul. You cannot be guided by your soul and your emotions. What can fasting do to a soulish person? Okay, this is important. What can fasting do to a soulish person, that, this kind of people? When they fast, of course. 
faster than you do the falling. The souls goes through a breaking and sanctification period, and the mind loses itself, your emotions rage, and you gradually move from a soulish person to a spiritual person because your spirit gets awakened. God wants you to be a spiritual person, and a spiritual person is someone that has their soul. How? Are you with me? Has their soul under control and lets their spirit lead, lead their soul. Why do you need to fast? Because you might be tired of being one emotional roller coaster. And, uh, and being also a stubborn person. Start and stop. Or don't. Because you know that your stubbornness can destroy your spiritual life. And also your stubborn can destroy your marriage your job, and even your friends, or your friendships. Then you're going to have, to have friends. And also, this is stubborn. When you are guided by your emotions, you can destroy God's calling in your life. Are you with me? If your ideas are always confused, you miss good opportunities. Your soul needs to be sanctified, and one of the ways for that to happen is through fasting. Fasting humbles our soul. Could you read with me? Fasting humbles our soul and again. Wow. Would you like to have self-control? Would you, be li would you like to be guided by the Holy Spirit and to be a spiritual person? What do you have to do? To fast. Simple. Through fasting, your soul is afflicted for a short period of time. Your body, when you are fasting, your body goes silent and your spirit is strengthened. Or you get submitted to the will of God and your mind has a sense of clarity. Even your body receives the benefit when you fast. When you are fasting, your spirit, soul, and the body is restored, are restored when you fast. Did you know there are people they get healed thanks fasting. Did you know that? Some people, they get changed by fasting. And what, what can fasting do to our bodies now? There are benefits to our bodies when we fast. <laughs> A lot. I, I would need here at least two hours, speaking just the benefit of fasting to you. And I know what I'm talking because 
I know what fasting did in my body, and I know that brings healing to our body. There are, I'm going to read to you, there are several scientific studies that shows that fasting can protect you from obesity and associate chronic disease, reduce inflammation in your body, improve overall fitness, or you get fitter, and decrease the risk of metabolic disease and improve both brain function and brain structure. Why God gave one order for us to fast? Why? Because he created your body. And because he created your body, he knows how your body functions. And then he said, please fast. If you don't fast, you're going to have some troubles. And God gave us this order for fasting in order to bring us healing to our body, soul, and spirit. Amen? Would you like to receive the benefit of fasting? Body. Can you imagine you have a healthy body with no pain? I have a lot of testimony. I have no time. I have a friend. He had allergies. Uh, he fever every year and some other allergies in the skin. And he learned about fasting. He started fasting. And he, he fasted for a, period, a long period of fasting. And at the end, he was totally healed. I heard also that when the people fast for at least 14 days, and then after this period of fasting, your body is totally renewed. Everything. Diseases are, are destroyed from your body. This is the science. It is scientific. And then, when I look, when I start fasting, I didn't know about this news. Or when I start fasting, I didn't know anything about fasting. But what I did, I obeyed what my pastor said. Marshall, you have to have a life of fasting. I said, okay. And when he told me, let's fast in the beginning of the year, he said, I am with you. When he said, let's fast on Saturday, I am with you. When he said, let's fast during the week. Oh. <laughs> during the week? He said, yeah, okay, I will. And I did. And then I received some challenges of God to fast for two weeks, just on order. And I did it, 21 days, and I obeyed. And then... But now, I didn't know the benefit of fasting that time. No, I, I only obeyed. And what happened? I received the blessing. <laughs> because I was obeying God. Amen? Fasting is a blessing for your life. Don't look to fasting as something bad. A bad word. No. Fast is something that's going to transform my life. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, fasting will transform your life. I am talking about a lot of benefit of fasting, amen? And, uh, and it's so good because we, you get fit, you, lo you lose weight, your body applauds you, you have a good life, but... This is not the main benefit. You are, you, we are not fasting for that. I'm not you saying for you, 
to go to a diet. This is not a diet. This is a fasting. Amen? We are fasting for spiritual purpose. And of course, as you receive the spiritual purpose, also you're going to receive the blessings in your body. Amen. Let's stand up, please. And I want you to read uh, the last verse. I want you to read the last verse. I hope this, this word can give you another direction for your life. This week, you're going to say, Lord, I will fast. And not only fast this week, when finish this fasting, but you have a routine, a life of fasting. Amen. Fasting is a good thing. When I think about fasting, I rejoice. I have fun. <laughs> because I say, I know God will do many things. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let's read all together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as what? Living sacrifice. Holy, pleasing to God. That is truly the way to worship Him. Wow! Offer your body as a living sacrifice. Because this is truly the way to worship Him. When you fast, you are worshiping him. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your soul, your mind. Mind is soul, is your, your emotions, your desires. Then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Or Paul the Apostle, he pleaded, he urged us by the mercy of God, please, by the mercy of God, offer your body as a living sacrifice. What means to offer your body as a living sacrifice? Huh? Do you know what means? In the Old Testament, the people when they want to, to listen from God, to, rece to receive forgiveness of God, what they used to do? What they used to bring to the high priest? One offering, one sacrifice. And that animal, life, and he, its blood become the blessing for the, the people. And in the, in the New Testament, did God change the, how the things will work? Not, not really totally changed. Because Paul the Apostle said for you to do what? To offer your body as a living sacrifice. What that means? What means to offer your body as a living sacrifice? 
you are offering your body, you are fasting, but you are not going to die. You're going to keep alive. <laughs> you're not going to die. But you have to offer your body. But the Lord is saying, it's a living sacrifice that pleases the Lord. This is the true worship. Beloved brothers, sorry, I'm not talking against the worship team. But the Bible says, when you offer your body as a living sacrifice, this is, this is truly the way to worship Him. Because to sing Him, is, it's easy. To play Him is easy. Just to raise up your hands is easy. But when you offer your body as a living sacrifice, this is true worship. Wow. How many of you would you like to offer your body as a living sacrifice? Please start praying right now and say, Lord, I want to offer my body as a living sacrifice. I want to offer you my life, Lord. Oh, start praying. Start praying right now. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I pray, Lord, bless all my brothers and sisters here. Lord, we are here to offer our body as a living sacrifice. Lord, we are here to walk in obedience to your word, Lord. You have said for us, Lord, for us to fast, to pray, to give. And Lord, you want to obey. Lord, thank you for all my brothers that they have received this calling from you. And they are fasting. And I bless all of them. I declare, Lord, healing will come. Transformation will come. I declare, Lord, they are going to be disciplined. They are going to have self-control. I declare, Lord... After this period of fasting, Lord, they are going to have a new mind, a new understand. They are not going to be a soulish person, Lord, but they are going to be a spiritual person. They are going to not be guided by their emotions, Lord, but they are going to listen to you. This is my prayer, and I bless all my brothers and sisters. Lord, I bless all of them in this week, Lord. Lord, I declare, Lord, today, from today until Sunday, we're going to keep offering our body as a living sacrifice to you. And we declare, Lord, we are going to see, Lord, the floodgates of heaven open before us. And we are going to see the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God.